Welcome to the Artism Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans, by artisans. I'm your host, Kathy Duraghi, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. My guest today is Joni Yamashiro, an LA-based UI UX designer who has been one of our freelancers for a number of years here at Artisan Creative. I have worked closely with her for our internal collateral, our website, as well as quite a few marketing pieces, as well as have worked with her on several assignments with a number of clients. And I just love working with her. There is nothing this girl can't do. From illustrations to avatars to HTML to web graphics to collateral pieces, you name it, she can do it. And she always does it with a smile. I'm thrilled to welcome her today to this episode and would love to hear more about how she got her start. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining me today, Joni. Of course. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So I was thinking uh, about a theme of kind of what to talk about this morning. And I thought of uh, determination since uh, certainly you and I have been determined to make this podcast happen. Amen. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> we surely are. Yeah, so for, uh, for the listeners out there, this is Joni and mine third attempt. We've had equipment yes. issues. We've had yeah, uh, lots of technical difficulties, but lots of challenges, but here we are. <laughs> yes, here we are. Yes, third, third time's a charm. We are determined. We are here. <laughs> That's right. So, so true. So on that theme of determination, wanted to talk about determination in your career path. Um, okay. Just gonna, What was that fire in the belly for you that uh, kept you going? You know, I think as most creatives are, like you have to use that creativity to, um, you know, sustained your life really like I, I feel like if I wasn't doing something in the creative field then I couldn't you know really survive and speak my truth and you know do what what's truly who I am so I think that it really sparks the fire and because it's hard to sustain you know a full-time gig as a creative like you really have to keep pushing on and like finding that lane that fits for mm-hmm. you that you can monetize and you know um, make a living off of. So, you know, being determined to find that creative path, I definitely helped me find my way. Yeah. Um, well, when did you know, though? When did you know that creativity and being an artist was the way that you had to go? Well, I never really, th- like, I always liked art, you know, growing up and, you know, like to draw and all the stuff that kids do, but I never thought that I could make that into my profession. Um, I think most creative people are scared to do that because it just doesn't seem like, you know, a path that's, that most people do, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, I'm an Asian kid. I was raised by Asian parents, you know, that whole thing. Like you just, you don't see a creative as, you know, the traditional lawyer, doctor, you know, engineer type path. So yeah. I kind of had to like figure out what worked for me and like how I could really, um, uh, use that use my creativities to to create a, 
a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not an easy lifestyle to get started in, right? It's just knocking a lot of doors and going yeah. on a lot of interviews. And- right, like on that same thing of determination, you really have to um, just build your own stuff up. Like I, I didn't study graphic design, you know, like I, I went to Berkeley and I studied public health and art, but I always like knew within that path that I wanted to go into design. Like at that point, mm-hmm. I think I wanted to go to industrial or product and um, kind of just because the field is so vast and so, you know, there's so many different paths of design that you could, you could yeah. follow up, follow through. Like you kind of really have to find you know that lane that 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 type that that sparks joy for you yeah yeah exactly exactly so you are an angelino through and through born and raised i Uh, sure am (laughs) but uh, you decided to move away for school and then you came back you you couldn't stay away yeah Yeah, i know well i didn't go that far i just went up to northern california but I, i thought i wanted to like spend my days up there um in San Francisco, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I came back here and I absolutely love it. And I'm never looking back. <laughs> yeah. Oh but it's God. such a, yeah, it's such an amazing city with just so much business growth and yeah, opportunities. Yeah. I really, um, I mean, that's what I love about the city. It's like really whatever you want to find, like you could yeah. find it and whatever you want to do, like you could do it, like you could carve out your own space here and just keep grinding and like find what you need to find, you know, but it just takes some work. <laughs> yeah. Other places sure. like New York, you know, you walk down the street and life just happens to you. But here you really have to just, you you just find your own path, which is great, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I know that um, you get a lot of inspiration from your surroundings and from nature and travel. How does mm-hmm. the city of LA teach you? What is what does the city inspire you to do? Well, I mean, kind of on that same path where you really have to kind of dig a little bit. Like on the surface, LA is really, you know, kind of intimidating. It's huge. Like, yeah. uh, like it's not, it's not an easy place to like for newcomers. It's not completely, you know, warm and fuzzy and inviting. Like you kind of mm-hmm. like, you do have to do a little digging, but once you do find that, that that thing that like really you know inspires you sparks yeah exactly like it's out there you just have to do a little digging and that's why I love it here so much because um you know there's just so much individuality here uh Mm -hmm. it's and that that inspires me too because so many people are able like you know like to wave that like freak flag like you just do whatever is you and that's fine yeah here yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and that's so true that's so true I think you know I have friends who visit who don't live here and I think they're always inspired and in awe of how there's just so many different characters and you know passions and colors and yeah the city is just so full of everything yeah it makes it beautiful well, that, yeah. and people think that LA has no culture, which I think is hilarious because there's so many different that, it, I mean, I guess maybe it has an identity crisis because there's so many different cultures packed into like one small space. But yeah, but I mean, there's, there's really like a lot out there. You just got to find it. 
<laughs> yeah, but I think we've had a renaissance. Um, I mean, I think what's it's such an exciting time to be in LA right now. Yeah, totally. From yeah. food and architecture and museums, mm. and I mean, there's just so much to do on a daily yeah. basis. It's pretty so so much, yeah. and every, yeah. new things happening all the time. Like downtown LA is changing every single oh, yeah. time I go out. Like every week, it's like a different place. You know? Yeah, yeah, so true. Which is really it's exciting. So yeah, the it amount is. of construction going on. The city. And I mean, like I grew up here, so it's yeah. funny to see like how many you know, personalities it's gone through. <laughs> yeah. 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 So true. Um, so yeah. given that I, I know you're working full time currently as a UI UX designer um, I, at a yeah. startup, mm-hmm. um, but you also do quite a bit of freelance work on the side. Um, do, yeah. how, how do you do, how do you go about marketing yourself and how, what can you kind of share with somebody just starting out in their path um, about marketing themselves and just kind of staying the course? You know, when I was starting out, I did a lot of um, like you, like a lot of cold calling and just being like reaching out to people. And like I wanted to at that point when I first started uh, work a lot with I was really into health and uh, wellness at that point. And so I wanted to work with a health and wellness coaches. So I like went on all the forums and Facebook chats and whatever and reached out to people to do their personal branding. Um, okay. So, I mean, you know, as the more that you just talk to strangers, I think will lead you down yeah. <laughs> interesting paths, definitely, yeah. but also, you know, paths that lead you to the next place. So just not afraid to, like, make some noise, I think, is what yeah. helped me um, start out. Well, you're definitely not the shy type, Jimmy. <laughs> no, not anymore, yeah. but I think that's because I did a lot of that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> So you are your own marketing engine. Well, yeah, you kind of have to be when, you know, yeah. you're your own business. Like you have to just get out there and talk to people and, you know, um, create a community and learn from other designers. And um, that always leads to other things like a lot, like in the beginning too, a lot of the other designers that I would, um, you know, work with at, like on a freelance gig or agency or whatever like if there was something that they didn't have time to do they would pass on to me so like and then those clients would lead to other ones so it's kind of just one of those ripple effects you know that once you just get in there like it just kind of snowballs from there yeah yeah good 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 do you also do a lot of social media for for your marketing marketing your business or is it more traditional kind of just knocking on doors and who you know yeah, it's um, for me, it's just like a network kind of thing. Like, I, I don't really, I don't market on social media or anything for like my personal stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of just use that, you know, just to, that those platforms just to keep as personal stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Nice. All right. Good. Good, good. Um, and I know that you have plenty of other avenues to um, unleash your creativity. I know cooking and food is one way that you do it. Yeah. It's so, I mean, that's, uh, that stuff is is so much fun. Like, you know, I love to bake and um, like there was a time where I had this baking company with a friend who was a florist and, you know, we did a bunch of events and we would do gifts and stuff like that. And that was really fun. But since then I've just kind of decided to keep those hobbies as hobbies, you know? Um, Okay. So you're single but, focused on the, your creativity. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. all that's all the the baking and all that stuff is like more so for the downtime when I need to need to like decompress from um, from the day to day. Yeah, work stuff. the zen the zen of it versus the work of it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
a part of your mindfulness practice, I guess. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Like it, it helps to just switch gears and do something different, but that's still creative, you know, like mm-hmm. um, to still scratch that part of the brain, but in a different way. Well, you inspired me that yesterday after we did our talk that uh, no one's going to hear because we had audio issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> you inspired me. So I went in. I went and cooked a brand new recipe that I had never. Oh, tried awesome! Before. What did you make? Yeah, I just made the lasagna, but it's. Uh, I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm vegetarian, right. but I'm trying to be vegan. So uh-huh. it was. Uh, it was trying a vegan recipe. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. See, yeah. like, new things. It's just great to, like, just do something different. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I know you're a big traveler. So what is um, – what's your favorite place that you've ever been to? Oh, man. I I mean, all they're all so special in different ways. But I really did love my time in Nepal. Like, I feel like the oh. like, the people there were just so – beautiful and mm-hmm. welcoming and the culture is just so so just you know be- just just beautiful I don't even know how to explain it but <laughs> like I stated I had a homestay and they were just so welcoming to me and um, very generous and sweet and you know it's very you know low income but they have they're so wealthy in so, yeah. so many different ways which is really mm-hmm. inspiring because you know, here we're, we're, we're work on a different totally framework where we just want more and more and more, but like they're happy with what they have, you know? So it's really, really inspiring to see a lifestyle in which it's not what you having what you want, but wanting what you have, you know? Yeah. Um, can you, can, did you bring some of that back with you? Can, can yeah. you stay in that mindfulness, yeah, in that, I, mean, I guess, present state? I mean, it's hard, right? It's hard when we're doing what we do every day, but yeah. just to like, I mean, to have had that experience and to recall that, you know, and like kind of just be able to zoom out and be like, you know, there's a, there's so many ways to do life, right? Like so many different yeah. avenues and, you know, lifestyles to choose. And the way that we work here, it's completely different than the way that many other people work in the world, you know? So like to just be conscious of that and know that, you know, there it's, there's, there's so many ways to do it. So like, you don't have to be pushing all the time. Like it's okay to, to slow down and, you know, just relax and like clear some stuff off your plate instead of yeah. just keep adding things on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm trying to practice just being present more yeah, and just going yeah. to just take in my surroundings totally. and not be on this auto, you know, this autopilot. Yeah. I mean, but it's hard, right? It's because yeah. it's like, that's funny because that's a thing that we have to work on to like practice to, to be chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? You can't just like enjoy, you know, eating a sandwich. You have to eat the sandwich and also think about like the 20 other things you have to do that day. You know, like you just, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy because like, your mind just wants to keep busy. But like, once you clear that out and you know, whether it's through meditation or just being mindful whenever you're doing whatever you're doing, it's like, it, it, it's, it really, the benefits are like, it's so, so immense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's yeah. funny you say that because uh, someone had mentioned uh, mindfulness eating. Uh-huh. And so where you would like take a bite and you go, mm, that, that's a tomato. Mm, yeah. That's my, you know, what a great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Which like, sounds okay. crazy. Right. <laughs> but it's like, it really does change the whole experience. Like I did this whole silent meditation thing like a couple years ago in Thailand and oh. we had to do this whole 
like uh, like eating prayer before we did it, before we had lunch, before we had breakfast, or we didn't have breakfast before we had dinner. And and it totally changes the whole experience because you're really just there. You're just there with the food in front of you and nothing else matters, you know, which is so like, it's crazy to like just whittle it down to that act but like how many yeah. how often you're eating and you're always watching something or you're you know you're talking or thinking about a million other things like yeah. it's just it doesn't have to be like that you know I don't know hectic in your head yeah. like yeah <laughs> yeah hectic in your head that's a great, <laughs> great statement you know <laughs> it may not look hectic around you but if right. it's hectic in your head then it's right. hectic and the thing is, like, nobody knows that it's, like, what's going on in there. It's just yeah. you. So, like, really, you're just cre- you're creating all this noise and all this, yeah. like, you know, chaos. Yeah. And what happens to you from a creative standpoint when you have that chaos and the, that noise in your head? Well, I feel like usually when that happens and I feel, like, insane and <laughs> inside, like, my work suffers because I'm uh, not in the work, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I'm, like, a million other places. Like, I'm not just focusing on you know, whatever job at at hand, like, so it takes Mm -hmm. me longer to like churn out or like find like the correct, like the best, the best solution, you know, because I'm thinking about a million other things. But when you're present, and when you're just in that project, or, you know, in that, in trying to find that one solution to one problem, then you're so much like your productivity increases exponentially, right? Because you're just there doing this one thing at this one time, which is like, so hard yeah. <laughs> to get there in the first place, right? How, how do you bring that mindfulness practice to work? Well, I mean, I have like a morning routine that includes okay. meditation and, you know, moving my body. I like to exercise and get a little sweaty and stuff. And that kind of just like, you know, carries out the kinks. And, you know, I like like to dance party and whatever, yeah. like break <laughs> up the day with a little like body movement. Like, I just feel like sometimes you just got to like shake it out, you know? <laughs> And then, yeah. like, once you get the crazies out, like, physically, like, mentally, it also, like, permeates, like, you know, getting that just excess bullshit, like, layer, just skimming the fat off and just uh-huh. being able to, like, be present and get into the work. Like, it really just helps, like, to just shake it out <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and be a little crazy because, like, once you're crazy, like, and you get that out because everyone's nuts. Like you get out the crazy and then you could just like <laughs> do the work, get the work done because you're yeah. not afraid of being weird because you're just, you know, are. <laughs> yeah, you're just, everyone is and it's fine. Like the more that you're afraid of like what other people think about you, like the more I think your work suffers because you're like, oh, like the client only wants like this. And I know that, that, you know, like this is too crazy or whatever, but like, that's as a creative person, you want to test the boundaries, right? You want your work to like reflect your creativity. So once you just push through that barrier of like not caring what, what other, if other people are going to judge your work, then I think your work really will blossom after that. Oh my gosh. That's such words of wisdom, especially I think for people who are just starting out in their path, Yeah, Uh, you know, kind of mistaking the, the feedback on the work uh, with the feedback on themselves, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, as a new designer, really just as a, as a younger person, you always take things really personally, especially about your work and definitely as creatives, like we do that because it is such a personal process creating, you know, a design or anything like 
it's, you know, it's a, it's your baby, it's your child. So like yeah. when someone critiques that it, it, you kind of immediately take that as a personal affront, but it's really not, it's just work, you know, like, and once you're able to like, you know, cut yourself off from the personal attack, cause it's not, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like once you're able to disengage that and just listen to the person, whoever's you know, critiquing your work and listen objectively and hear them out like your your work also will reflect that and you will grow as a designer yeah yeah i lost you there for a second oh yeah am i back that's right you're back back. (laughs) oh my god it's like we have ptsd i know know. (laughs) i'm leaving all the bleeps and everything in this podcast so people could see See, but this is the thing too. It's like a process, right? If it's not yeah. perfect, it's fine. Like we've talked about that a lot too, you know, like you can't just release something because it's not perfect or yep. give it to, you know, your your client or look, give it to your your boss because you feel like it should be better, but like it's never going to be perfect, right? So just get it out there. And like once you just start going and you're, you lose that fear, like the better your work will be because you're just like, I need, like, I'm going to get it out there. I want the feedback. Like I want to get better. Like just got to get the momentum going, right? So from your design, kind of your iteration process, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Like at what point do you feel that it's good enough that I can show it and get some feedback? Um, well, as a perfectionist, I like always never feel like it's good enough, but you have to just forget that, right? You work through it. (laughs) You work through it. Yeah. You're like, you hear that voice saying Mm -hmm. that it should be better. And then you're like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to send it off and see what they say because they will tell me how to make it better. You know, like you just have to like, you see how your mind will go to that place to make you stop. And then you're like, well, why, why does, why do I feel like I should stop? Like, should I stop? Like, no, it's just me telling me myself that it's not good enough. So you just, I just have to power through usually when that voice turns on because I know it's just a voice. Right. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, you just have to like close your laptop and just come back into the next day when you're feeling frustrated, you feel like you've, you've tried all the iterations that you possibly could. And then you dance all the dance moves that you can. You made all the dance moves that you can. And then always more dance moves. Yeah. But yeah, you know, in the morning you come back and you see what you've done and you're like, okay, you know, it's, it's always, it's never as bad as it was the night before. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm. you're, I mean, I, I mean, at least for me, I'm like, I'm always my hardest critic. So I look at it in the morning, I'm like, it's not bad. Like, let's see what they say, you know? So you kind and, of just have to listen to yourself uh, yeah. with caution. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Listen to yourself with caution. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, know yourself, right? I think that's yeah. a big part of it as well, is if you're, if you're feeling solid with yourself as in the core, yeah, um, you can trust yourself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like, know also that like, you know, you've been hired for a reason, like you are totally capable, like, you know, like, a lot of the times, you know, at least in the field that I'm in, like doing a lot of UI UX stuff, like there's not a right answer for everything. There's, there's like a better answer. And there's a like, Mm. you know, a lesser answer, but that there, there's a lot of like a million ways to do the same thing, you know, so it's like, you could go on and on and like deciding where to put a button. But it doesn't mean like one is like there's a right answer, right? Yeah. So like you could always search for the right answer, but like you have to stop at some point because there's not always like a right answer. And a lot of the things 
what that we do as designers, it's subjective, right? And it's all about um, perspective and, you know, like just just taste levels and where people like what what people prefer. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Like knowing that there's never a right answer to what we do, which is frustrating but also great because we're able to like mold that ourselves, right? Yeah, and it's limitless, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think the space that you're in, you know, it's a a new space, right? We're constantly innovating. We're constantly pushing the boundaries. And there may not be an answer because it hasn't been done before. Right. You're in that process awesome. of discovering it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is awesome. It's it's fun to be like that's why I love I, I, I love this field because it's always changing and there's always gonna be something new and a new technology to figure out and a new program to, you know, try and it it's just it's just it's a constantly like room there's constantly room for growth, right? Which which is exciting and awesome. Would you share a little bit about the UI UX space, just in case we have listeners who are not too familiar with it? Yeah, of course. Um, so, so I work at a startup that we have an app and also like an admin tool and like a client dashboard. So there's a lot of like back end um, designs to do for in terms of like you know how to upload images and you know, where, where we have an, like a, we, so I work with drones and drone imagery and data. And so pilots, uh, drone pilots will use our app to fly and collect the imagery and data. Um, So there's a lot of, you know, integrations with like drone technology and the software um, capable, capable of capturing that imagery and data. So there's a a lot of, um, you know, technological, like choices to make and integrations and to understand and platforms to know, which is awesome. So like, it's all about creating something that's usable for, for the the user, for drone pilots, I guess, in our case. So getting into the mind of those people and people that are using our platform and figuring out how they're going to best, you know, what's the best way to, um, to enhance that user experience. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I remember you saying the other day when we were talking, you Mm -hmm. you were saying the other day, um, just in terms of working with product, you said, you know, every time you pick up your phone, you realize that there's a person behind that. Yeah. Yeah. That someone did that. Someone put those buttons there. Yeah. There's a designer behind everything, right? There's a designer behind the computer that you made. There's a designer by the website that you use. There's a, you know, like designers create this, landscape and the way that we experience the world and like it's a really powerful experience mm-hmm. it's a really powerful platform to be on you know like when we kind of take that for granted you know yeah like it's kind of like a weird like god like thing where you're like creating <laughs> this experience for someone else to use and um like to use that in the best way and like not to take that for granted you know yeah um and to be able to share that freely with, yeah. you know, with the world, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your take on it. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Joni, I thank you for taking this third time out of your schedule for, for <laughs> us to have this conversation. Anytime. <laughs> we could go four, five, six rounds. Yeah. All good. <laughs> well, yeah, all good. I love, ta- I love talking to you too. I so, love yeah. talking to you too. Yeah. 
So, but hopefully this actually worked this time around. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I will send you another email. <laughs> okay, no problem. All right, my dear. Have a right, great the rest of your weekend, and okay, you too. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yes, definitely. Okay. Take care. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative, marketing, and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at Artisan Creative. We look forward to connecting.